guys. Hello. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Tea for Two. I'm your host, Michelle. From Q&As and self-love to simply manifesting the life you want to live, this is a lighthearted space where we can have girly big sister chats and discuss life's dilemmas. Grab some coffee or wine and enjoy. Hello. Welcome back to a new episode of the Tea for Two podcast. I'm excited to record this episode today. This will be the first of many Ask Mish episodes. I love doing Q&As. I posted on the T for Two story, Ask Mish, so I have a bunch of questions that were sent in. I'm excited to read them, which if you were one of them, thank you so much for following me and contributing to the Ask Mish column. I love you and I appreciate you all. Before we get into this episode, let's have a big sis chat and talk about a mini survival guide to avoid holiday burnout. With the time change, I've noticed I've been getting tired a lot earlier. It's starting to get dark around 5 or 6 p.m., It's basically pitch dark by six, which is a huge adjustment compared to two weeks ago when we were still having daylight till 5 p.m. It seems to be affecting a lot of us girlies, so I just wanted to kind of talk about it today. The busyness of this time of year is slowly catching up to me, and I know it sometimes feels like there isn't enough time in a day to do everything I want to get done. So these are just some tips on how to avoid burnout during this busy holiday season. Number one is a mindset tip that will help you tremendously when you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed, and that is focusing on what you can control versus what you can't control. You have to come to terms with not being able to control every single thing. When you become more aware of this, it will help you feel less stressed and less anxious. Your mind will feel way more at ease and you can become more productive. I know this has happened with me a lot, and I just need to remind myself that there are some things we just can't control and... Stop wasting time thinking about it. Another tip is a reminder to say no. It's okay to say no during this holiday season. This is something I definitely need to work on. I know I'm a big yes man and I like going to every single event I'm invited to. But as I'm getting older, I've become more cognizant of just not getting burnt out and being able to say no and knowing that that's okay. You don't want to spread yourself too thin. Trust me, your friends will understand if you can't make it. Rest is so important. If you're stressed and exhausted or on the verge of burnout, you end up slacking and not doing your healthy habits or those things that make you really happy every day. Number three, do those healthy habits. Clean your space, do your laundry or your dishes, put some music on, set a timer for 15 minutes. That's something I really like to do just because you can get so much done in 15 minutes if you fully dedicate your time to it instead of half doing something then half doing something else. Another healthy habit I like to do is run a bath, use some bath salts or a bath bomb, read a book in the bath or your favorite TV series. Honestly, good smelling candles are such a niche when practicing healthy habits. It just makes everything so much better. Another healthy tip to help you when you're feeling stressed is to go on a hawk or walk. Even 15 minutes of fresh air has proven to help boost your mood. Maybe even set aside 20 to 30 minutes of your day to get your endorphins in. Put on a cute workout set, go to the gym, or do a HIIT workout at home. And lastly, another tip is just when you're stressed, you could even do like four-square breathing. This is a form of meditation. Shut everything off and slow down. Four-square breathing is a technique, and it starts with four seconds of breathing in, holding in for four seconds, breathe it out for four, and then hold it for another four seconds. If you do this a few times, you'll feel a lot more relaxed. Trust me. Everyone deals with stress and burnout in different ways. These are just some tips that help me stay grounded during the holiday season. You want to make sure you're feeling your best self so you can do these holiday events and be happy and truly enjoy your time when you go. The holidays are supposed to be a super magical time that you spend with your loved ones. So take care of yourself. It's super important. 
pause the whole point of the tea for two podcast is all about connecting with yourself in every aspect of your life you honestly know yourself best be more in tune with the way you feel and with your emotions i've got so much better at this but i'm still learning my goal with this podcast is just to share your own experiences and connect with people who may be in the same place or are going to be in the same place soon or can learn from these experiences. I just want people to listen to this and be able to relate or feel seen or heard, knowing your truth, be your biggest supporter, to love yourself and be comfortable in your own skin. All right, so just before we get into the Q&As, just a reminder, this is just my opinion on these questions. Don't take what I say too literally. If you need to talk to someone, contact a GP or a professional because that is not me. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. All right, so the first question, how to ask the guy you're seeing if you're exclusive. I think in the beginning of a relationship, it's kind of tricky to know if you're exclusive or not, but only if it's been a couple weeks and you guys have only seen each other a few times. I think by the third or fourth date, you should be comfortable enough with each other that you should be able to bring it up. Of course, you want the guy to be the first one to say it. That's how everyone feels. But be confident. What's he going to say? No? Then say goodbye. Sayonara. Ciao. Alfita Zane. After four dates, you should know if the person you're seeing is worth becoming your next boyfriend or girlfriend. Why do you still need to shop? For example, if you met on a dating app, just bring it up the next time you see each other. So I was thinking of deleting Hinge. I feel like I don't want to see anyone else but you. Engage his answer. Let that be the catalyst to you both talking about how you really feel about each other. If he agrees, then you know you're both on the same page, which is great. And then just talk to each other and see where the relationship blossoms. I think you need to be confident and know your worth. If he's not ready to commit after so many dates, then red flag. He ain't worth it, sis. Thank you, next. All right, question two. How do you manifest friendships in your 20s and 30s? I did talk about this in my episode of navigating adult friendships. I think it's important to filter your life as you get older. Ruthlessly edit your life. Prioritizing female friendships is so important to me, especially as I'm getting older. I like surrounding myself with sincere and supportive friends who celebrate each other's wins and are always there to lean on when life gets hard. My close friends are the ones who make me belly laugh. (laughs) I talk about it all the time. Sense of humor is super big on my list. I have a solid foundation of close female friendships that I prioritize. Manifesting new friendships with people who are like-minded can be done by starting activities you enjoy in your city. Join a yoga class or learn a new skill. Take yourself on dates, a coffee date, a lunch date. You'll be surprised at how many people come up to you to start a conversation. There are many ways to meet new people, but just know you don't need to have 50 friends. You just need to have at least a couple wholesome friendships who are ride or die and will have your back no matter what. Question three, what are ways you support yourself and how to not be codependent on others? I think connection is so important. Human connection makes us happier, but I think supporting yourself and learning to be alone without feeling that loneliness is so important. Getting to truly know yourself and taking care of yourself in the ways you want other people to. At the end of the day, when you can check these boxes off yourself, I think it makes you a better friend, a better partner, better family member. I think being able to rely on yourself and show up for yourself. I like being able to rely on myself and show up for myself. So I don't put this pressure on others to seek validation. I don't need someone else to do these things for me, but when they do, I'm appreciative of it. You need to embrace the time alone so you can get to know yourself. I will always prioritize my alone time because it is so important to me to have that foundation. 
I feel like this has helped me prepare for my future and my future relationships with my fiance, with family, friendships, my future kids, because I know myself. It is something that is ever evolving and it's so essential to prioritize. Next question. What are your favorite date night spots in Vancouver? I love this. My favorite date night spots include some really good Italian restaurants. I love Italian food. <laughs> My favorite Italian restaurant in Vancouver is Roba de Matti. Their pesto pasta and meatballs are to die for. Like, no joke, the best. Their olives are delicious too. If you're an olive girly like me, you need to go there. They have the cutest outdoor patio as well. I love that place. A few of my favorite restaurants are Chin Chin, Savio Volpe, Sopra Soda, Homer Street Cafe, De Pepe, Italian Kitchen. Their truffle pasta with meatballs are also so unreal. Another day night spot could be just going for a nice cocktail at a beautiful bar like Social Corner or Reflections. I love those as well. One of my favorite girls night out spot is Nightingale. They do tapas and it's amazing. A day night idea is you can go grab a cocktail, then go to a comedy show or a hockey game, and then grab a bite to eat afterwards. It's the best. Summertime, I love packing a picnic, riding bikes to the park, sitting on the grass with some wine, snacks. Vancouver has so many nice spots by the water as well. Even people watching is a very fun activity. I truly love the city. You can do all this stuff no matter where you are. Wintertime, there's some cute things you can do here as well. There are a lot of Christmas markets you can go to, put on a cute outfit, grab a holiday drink from a cute cafe and walk around looking at lights, scrolling through Christmas markets. The Christmas market in Vancouver opens in December and it's awesome. It's like a German inspired market. They have a bunch of great food, drinks, mulled wine and cider. It's a super fun activity to do with your partner or your girlfriends. We went last year, my fiance and I, and we bought a drink. It was mulled wine and it came in this like cute little mug that's a 2020 to Christmas market and now we keep it as a little souvenir so that is also a very cute idea to do. Next question says thoughts on prenups. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. I never thought of this deeply. I know some people are very very sensitive to this topic. I think it's important to have this conversation with your partner when you're serious maybe even before you get engaged to ensure you're both on the same page. You need to have an honest conversation about how you both really feel. The last thing you want is you're living this happy-go-lucky life, get engaged, and then you start planning your wedding, and all of a sudden your partner says, so, I want a prenup. <laughs> I think this really could throw someone off. You just don't want that feeling that your partner is being sneaky or vice versa. Not mentioning this until after you're engaged can be quite alarming. Sometimes this can be a very vulnerable conversation, and... I'm very much committed, so I'd be pretty taken aback by this if it was brought up so close to the wedding. I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. My fiance and I are very much on the same page, which I'm very happy this is not an issue that we have to deal with. But I know some people feel strongly about it. So I think you need to have an honest conversation with your partner before things go further. All right, next question. How do you maintain a positive attitude always? One of my mantras I constantly live by is everything happens for a reason. I think for me personally, I try and remember how far I've come. When something unfortunate happens to me, big or small, I let myself really feel the emotions initially, and then I try and see the bigger picture. I've overcome some big adversities in my life at a young age, so I constantly tell myself, you've come this far, you can do anything. One of my favorite quotes I've kept for years and years is, God gives his toughest battles to the strongest soldiers. This one really hits every time I read it. 
This has kept me very grounded. I love practicing gratitude and reminding myself of all the things I'm grateful for, saying it in my head or sometimes writing it down so I can see it and really let it sink in. It makes me so appreciative of the life I am living right now. It's important to do things that make me happy so I can feel at peace and maintain this positive attitude. I know if I'm happy, my energy will also make the people around me happy. Practicing to have a positive mindset every day is a big plus for me. It makes me feel proud of myself. It makes me truly feel proud of myself. All right, so the next question is, when you were a kid, what dream job did you have? Ooh, my dream job when I was younger, I don't know if I really had one when I was very young. Like it's probably written in my kindergarten journal <laughs> or one of those planners we used to have to make hidden in a box somewhere. If I find it, I'll let you know. But I know at some point I wanted to be a lawyer or a pharmacist. I think when I was in high school, I knew I needed to move away. My hometown, Prince Rupert, is a small town up north and the options for university were pretty limited. I knew I wanted change to move to the lower mainland, be in a big city. So after high school, I did move to Vancouver. At the end of the day, I'm super grateful for myself and taking that leap and moving 16 hours away alone. That move helped me grow as a person to learn about myself. It really did define me getting out of my comfort zone. That's where the change honestly happens. I don't regret it for a second. It really gave me self-confidence doing it all on my own and keeping those promises I initially made to myself. All right, next question. What are things you do to keep yourself productive every day? Hmm, some little things I do, some little things I do to be productive every day are taking things off my daily to-do list. I like making a list in the morning or at some point, just like minor tasks that I kind of like getting done during the day. So taking those off, drinking water throughout the day, this is something I definitely need to work on. I was very good at it and then my Starbucks water bottle broke so I feel like now <laughs> I'm not drinking as much water that I don't have a straw to constantly drink out of. I'll get better at it, don't worry. Looking after my skin, having a morning routine and a night routine, I think that's super important to me. Put your phone on silent or DND. Mine, honestly, is always on silent. I feel like the only way I know someone is calling me is if my phone, if I'm actually holding my phone in my hand or my Apple watch is buzzing at me. Otherwise I will miss your call and I'm sorry, but I will get back to you eventually. <laughs> um, some form of exercise, like 20 to 40 minutes a day, walking to and from work is such a luxury. I won't lie. Putting on a podcast and walking the 15 minutes to work is so refreshing. Fresh air is just so important and I love it. Setting a goal that you want to achieve every day. That's another one. All right, last question. How do you know if the guy you're dating is just a friend or if he's the one? I think one thing you need to come to terms with is not everyone is meant to be your boyfriend. Just because he's a nice guy or a good guy doesn't mean you're attracted to him physically. Sometimes the niceness can be confused with the attraction. The sexual chemistry is a big thing, especially in the beginning. You should be fully obsessed with your partner. In my opinion, you deserve someone who you're attracted to, both mind and body. Don't just date guys who are good guys. Those guys can be your friend. If you value sexual chemistry, you should look for that in a future partner. You don't want to be bored in your relationship. Ladies, this is your one life, so be picky. Don't stay with someone because you think you'll be lonely or you don't want to be single anymore. I think it's terrifying when people stay in relationships because they're going to hurt the other person or because they won't want to find someone else and think they're going to be single forever. 
if anything, you're hurting you and the other person by staying in a relationship that isn't right. Think about it in the long run. Do you see yourself marrying this man, waking up next to him every single day? I say it all the time. I would rather be single than be in a wrong relationship. Being single shouldn't be seen as this negative connotation. Being single is such an important time. It's not about partying and having nights out every weekend looking for the next man. It's about finding what you like, what makes you truly happy, getting to know yourself and what you deserve. Once you build your self-confidence and mindset, it will allow you to find the right person who matches your energy. Someone who adds value to your life, but you're also so attracted to. All right, so today's quote is kind of like a note to self for anyone that needs to hear this. Embrace where you are and the beautiful mess in between. You are creating a story worth telling. All right, you guys, that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening and tuning into the Tea for Two podcast. I hope you enjoyed the solo Ask Mish episode. Again, I appreciate all of you who sent in your questions. Reminder that you can listen to new episodes every Wednesday on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and review and follow me at the Tea for Two podcast on Instagram. Shout out to the real ones who have clicked subscribe on Spotify and Apple. I love you. I hope you all have the best day, the best week, and the best month. I will talk to you all next Wednesday. Thanks again for following along. Love you all. Bye.